Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And let's face it, when am I not excited to be here? So I had a very cool evening. It was quite a bit of work, actually. And I have this little joke that you sign up for concerts many, many, many months in advance because if you were to do it in that moment, you'd be like, hell no, I'm not making time. So I decided ahead of time, I don't know, maybe six or seven months prior that I was going to go to the Hugh Jackman concert. And I was really excited because I was going with one of my clients and I'm really, really fortunate driving home that night. I thought, gosh, I am so grateful because I get to work with such amazing people. And here's the kicker. They don't often think that they're amazing. And in fact, this day when I was coaching everybody, the common theme throughout the day was people don't like me. I'm not good enough. And and it could be in certain areas. They could be really confident in one aspect in one arena and not in the other. So anyways, I was really thrilled because one of my clients, we decided to meet down the Bay Area, have dinner, and then go to this concert. And while it was quite a bit of work, because I don't live in the Bay Area, I live a couple, well, an hour and 45 minutes from San Jose. However, the Bay Area has so much traffic these days. So it could have been two and a half hours and so on and so forth. Coming home that night was a blitz. It was an hour and 45 easy. But it was, you know, a good nine hours after a good work day. So anyways, I went down, we had dinner. It was great to, I just love to be with people. I really, really do. And it was just great to be with her and then to go and have this concert and this experience. And I, neither of us really knew what the concert was about, but it was, it was Hugh Jackman. He put on this concert and actually it's going on tour right now in Australia as we speak, but he put on this concert I didn't know, like, I mean, I think of Hugh Jackman as the movie star or in The Greatest Showman, and I know he's done Broadway musicals, but I hadn't seen that outside of the musical performance, and I remember him from Wolverine. And here I am going. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is that I'm not like the biggest music geek. I don't have this wide breadth of music that I like, but there was something when I saw that he was coming and we talked about it. I was like, this is what I wanted to do. I really, really wanted to go see it. I had no idea. Again, what was it going to be about? And it was incredible. It was basically about, it was a compilation of his body of work. It was a lot of storytelling. Of course, this is like my jam, right? Let me hear about your life story. And then you put on for some performance. And the other thing that was a great takeaway for me, and this is a, a important reminder for all of us, because it's so easy to get into the grind of working and I work hard and I love all that I do and and I do a lot and I realize that. And I've also reframed it that I choose all this because the alternative is for me to have a pity party sometimes when I look at my days. I had somebody recently look at my calendar and they're like, you are an alien. That is a lot. Like you were an alien. Most people wouldn't have that capacity. So I, I realized that. And normally in the summer, I shut things down. I don't do fun stuff. And because it's, there's a lot going on with the monsters and I have my clients that are really important that I serve them properly. 
So I've got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm so glad that at the beginning of this year, I made a decision and gave myself permission that I would go away for an evening and I missed the practice and I had it covered by somebody else and everything was okay. And I went down there and I connected with my client and I was able to be entertained. I was able to fill up with music. And it was so great because going into that weekend was going to be an intense weekend. It was the championships for summer. So I was, you know, kind of the middle of the summer dragging down a bit, a lot on my plate and be able to do something like that and really get re-energized and fueled for the rest of the summer. So I highly, highly recommend it. And it was also really great for me to think about. I often talk here about the energy you bring into the space and one of the cool things about a concert or there's music, people are having fun. Like we bring our best energy into those places. The performers are delivering that energy also. So there is just this great energy in that environment. There's music. And I think about back when I was an athlete, this is in a different century. <laughs> what was it? The, the late eighties and early nineties. So many, many decades ago, but we used to have, we'd have psych up tapes. There were these tapes. So those of you may not even know, because maybe you had CDs, but we had these tapes and it was cool because there were certain songs that you would listen to, to drive your energy before I knew how to do like my own mindset practice to really dial up how I wanted to feel. We did this as athletes. And it was just a great reminder when I went to Hugh Jackman's concert of being able to get that energy, that energy from others, from the environment and how fun that was. And it wasn't frivolous, even though I had a lot going on that week, it wasn't frivolous for me to go to something like this because it really gave me the energy I needed to fully show up and be able to lead the monsters that upcoming weekend. Now, the one thing you have to be careful of is that all of a sudden this can be a way to justify or rationalize, right? Like, oh, well, I need to take every Wednesday night off and I need to go do this. I'd really be careful with that, right? This was for me, this was not normal behavior. And it was something I decided a long time ago. And there was a lot of crossing over of different things and everything was going to be okay. My responsibilities were still being met and I still did my work throughout the day. So I give you that in the sense of be deliberate with the space that you go into. Fun is really important and <laughs> I can have some resistance to it, but fun is really important. Years ago, going to the same place in San Jose, it was in the spring. It was like in April and many, many months before my husband wanted to go see Bruce Springsteen. And I had such a bad attitude. I was like, seriously, why are we going? If we hadn't bought these tickets a long time ago, I wouldn't be going. I'm a busy person. I don't have time for this because playing is one of my resistances because there's always more work to be done. And I went and I wasn't a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Like I don't really know his music, but I love Bruce. And he's such an amazing musician and he brings such great energy and it just feels so good. So one of my big takeaways was I want to make sure in the summer that I go back and I incorporate the fun because I can get so serious and do a lot of work that I forget about that. And I need that because that also helps me shift so that I can be a better leader in my own lives, both personally and professionally. So Hugh Jackman this concert. Oh my gosh. He was amazing. He shared stories. You know, he smiled. Like I always look at somebody's eyes and just the intensity of like, he just felt really there. (laughs) 
<laughs> there were some issues with the microphone and I can appreciate it. Back in the day when I used to do live radio and I just had to make do with whatever was going on and just to be able to move through it, which was a great way for me to overcome some of this idea of how I was being perceived by others and was that perfect enough. And it was wonderful for me to see, oh, his earpiece wasn't working. He had somebody sing. Maybe this is just staged. I have no idea, but I'm going to choose to believe it really wasn't. It was something that was done at the last second so he could fix his ear mics. And then I saw some YouTube's clips the next day where it seems like an ongoing problem for him. Like it was a totally different event. I think it was in Australia and that happened. And there was another point where he was telling a story, sitting on the piano, telling a story and he started laughing and he snorted and he got quite embarrassed and it was so cute, right? Him and just like 3000 people. But I just love the whole thing. I love the costumes. I loved him owning his story, right? And he's talked about growing up and playing rugby and coming home on a Saturday morning and eating some sort of meat pie, you know, three meat pies, and then sitting down to watch television for a Saturday and watching Grace Kelly movies and like the singing in the rain and all those musicals. And I remember like, I love that because I connected. I love those kind of movies. I love Doris Day and watching that. And I just used to think my little eight-year-old, 10-year-old self was like, when I grow up, this will be my life. We'll be singing and dancing in the hallways. And I remember when my daughter was young, my two daughters were young and high school musical was their big movie. And somebody had said to them like, now don't think this is high school. (laughs) And, but they really believe my kids really believe for the longest time. That's what high school is going to be like. Wouldn't it be great if we went through life, like as a musical versus the agony and the shame that so often is prevalent in our society. So anyways, it was fantastic. I hope in this last few bits of summer, the last few weeks of summer, if you're listening to this as the show is dropped, incorporate some fun, incorporate some energy, connection. People are, for me, are so important, connecting. And I've also decided in the last few weeks of like really being deliberate about that leisure time that I have, being deliberate with how do I choose to spend this time? And for me, doing something like that, that was so significant with somebody who's really special, a fantastic client of mine, to be able to go down, spend some time with her, go do an event, get a lot of messages and takeaways for both of us and, and really enjoy myself. Like that is a fantastic life. So what are you going to do these next few weeks of summer? And for those of you down under, what are you going to do these next few weeks? It doesn't have to be summertime. Every season can have fun. The other thing I liked about the Hugh Jackman show is that he just had this agile brain. He went through and he talked about the different things that were important to him. And there were certain things that like he pulled people from the audience and oh my gosh, there is this woman he pulled from the audience. She was amazing. She just owned her stuff. So big shout out to her. I think her name was Connie. It was awesome. So here's the thing. And I thought about this a lot and I speak about this a lot, but today's show is about other people liking you. And so here's the thing. I really like Hugh Jackman. You know, I just own it. I don't know him. I'll probably never know him, but I really like Hugh Jackman. So my liking him has nothing to do with how he's treated me, but it's because of the story I've created about him and then how it validates my own idea. And so I've talked about this a lot. I've written about this a lot. I coach on this so much because We're so worried about how other people think of us or judge us or, you know, I'm not going to fit in or I'm not going to be like because I'm not X, Y, and Z enough. 
And I wanted to share this whole idea about Hugh Jackman. Like, why do I like him so much? And, and the thing is, is that I almost get embarrassed because like when I really like something, like I just really like it. You know, there was years when I was like this Oprah fanatic, you know, and I just loved Oprah. And people like would want to say, gosh, Karen, like, can't you get over it? But I just loved Oprah and the whole create your best life. I really like Hugh Jackman you know, in the varieties of him as an entertainer. But here's why I really like him. Because remember I said, it talks about liking somebody or not liking somebody has to do about you. And for him, he validates my idea. You see, growing up, (laughs) the guys I knew, the guys that I was attracted to, they were like the bad boys. They're like, they didn't want the ball and chain. You know, marriage was a prison. And it wasn't even that. I mean, these were like high school boys or whatever. And it was all this cultural programming crap of like, oh, the women, you know, is desperate and she'd be lucky to have me. And and the thing is, is that once I was willing to no longer settle, I was able to start dating guys who wanted some of the things that I wanted. And of course, when I was young, I didn't have any idea this was going on in my subconscious (laughs) because this transformation of like finding these guys that I really liked who were into me you know, cause back then I was still thinking about like, is he cute? Is he wearing a speedo? My daughters to this day die because I always talk about how, thank goodness there were cute boys in the speedos in the sport of swimming. Because when I was hopeless and not having confidence in my teenage years, I would have quit swimming, but there's cute boys in speedos. And again, remember I was really, really shy. So it's not that I would talk to them, <laughs> but I just like being in that environment. So the reason I like Hugh, besides the fact that he's a great entertainer, he's a fantastic dancer, you know, he's just very impressive overall, is one of the things that I just love about him is how he loves his wife, Deb. It's so darling. He calls her my Deb. And my friend, who doesn't want to be loved like that? Where somebody just loves you so much. Who doesn't want to be adored the way Hugh Jackman adores her? So liking Hugh Jackman is all about my perception of who I believe he is based on the stories that he's putting out there, based on what I want to make it mean, right? Because he's a celebrity. I don't know what's really true or not. And there was a time in my life I would have been really skeptical and said, oh, this is just a facade. This is what management, I have no idea. And why do that? As I talk about that, my tummy hurts, right? So this is what he shares. It's his story. And I love that. And I love to see somebody who loves another human being so much, because one of the things that I know for sure is we want to be loved. We want to be adored. And frankly, I think it's so sexy when a man just loves his wife so much. And I love the fact that my own husband loves me so much. So I think that's like one of the other things that I just really love about him is that he loves his wife. He seems to love his family. Again, I noticed I put in the seams, but from the stuff that I've read or the interviews I've watched, he just really loves his family and his wife. And that for me is really sexy. I just really enjoy that. So my liking him just has to do with my perceptions of who I think he is, right? People liking you or not liking you has nothing to do with you. This is an important value of mine. And so of course I click onto that. There's some people that like me because I was a former swimmer, right? Or because I know some things about swimming, right? That's why some people like me and, you know, and it really has to do with whatever it is, why they're drawn to swimming. And there's that connection piece. So now I think about people I don't like. 
And what it comes down to is we don't have similar connections. And I don't mean, you know, like we'll go into political parties and here in the US, I'm not talking about like Republican or Democrat. And granted, you know, I'm a Democrat and I have friends that are Republicans and I'm willing to, I like to find out more and understand. So that may not be our connection piece. I could disagree with them there, but I truly, really like them. Right. And I like all of them. And that's the other thing to think about is so often my clients are beating themselves up because they're making themselves, they have to be a hundred percent perfect, no flaws. And I'll say to them, well, do you like your wife? Do you like all aspects of your wife? Like I love my husband. I don't like all aspects of him. Right. And, or what he does, or, you know, the socks on the floor or something like that. But I love all of him. And he doesn't have to be perfect. He doesn't have to be seamless. And I can love all of him. The same thing with my kids. But what we do to ourselves is that we demand that we are 100% perfect in order to be lovable. And that's not the truth. So it doesn't have to be necessarily like, oh, you're Republican, I'm Republican, so therefore I like you, right? That could be a difference. What are the general commonalities? What are the connections? And there are just some people they don't like me and I don't like them and we're just not a fit and that's okay. Often we get confused that everybody should like us. (laughs) My friend, do you have the capacity for everybody to like you? I certainly don't. And I've got a pretty big capacity for people and for different people, but I don't have the capacity for everybody to like me. And it was getting over that and think about it. I mean, this has been going on since probably fifth grade for me. And we didn't have Facebook back then where there were 5,000 friends, right? It might have been more of like the fifth grade classroom trying to get everybody to like me in there. But did I really like everybody in my fifth grade classroom? No. So know what your capacity is. And remember, it's okay if some people don't like you. You're just not a fit. What the problem is, is that when many of you think, well, they don't like me because I'm not fill in the blank enough, what? pretty enough, smart enough, say the right words, or you may think I'm just too much. I'm too confrontational. I share too much of what I think. Well, don't you want to share what you think and who you are? And again, in a respectful way, right? What's important to you? Don't you want to let people know who you are versus who you think you're supposed to be? Because that doesn't feel very fun either. So if people like you or don't like you, it has nothing to do with you. It's about the other people themselves. So what do you do with that? You show up as you. That way people can evaluate, hey, here's this person. This is what she's about. These things I find fascinating or these things don't interest me. And it's okay. It's not about not being good enough. It's just about, am I interested? So I'm trying to think, what am I not interested? There's so much that I'm not interested in. Like, I always think I should watch cooking shows. (laughs) Like, oh, that would be great. I never think I should watch cooking shows when I'm trying to find something to watch. (laughs) They don't interest me. It doesn't mean those people aren't fantastic. And it it doesn't mean that, that lots of people don't find them wonderful. They're just not for me. And that could be the same for other people. So if people like you or don't like you, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. What are their values? What are their beliefs? What are their priorities? What are their commitments? What do they want to focus on, right? It has nothing to do with you in the sense of, are you good enough? We need to stop beating ourselves up about that. So instead, show up as you from a place of love and compassion. 
That's where we want to show up as, because when we don't, and we show up as from a place of fear and shame, you're probably going to hide away or you may puff up and become too much. And then who wants to be around that? So instead show up as you. And also from this place of love and compassion, think about what you like and what you don't like. Think about what are the types of conversations you like to have? What's the focus you like to have? What's the energy you like to bring? What's the energy you like to be around? And again, I can be depending on what arena I'm in. There's a lot of sadness or tears. I'm the person that tends to deal with a lot of the problems or, you know, the sadness and the tears on the pool deck because there's all this bubbling of emotions and expectations and overcoming. And so I help them become resilient. And there's other times that I want to have fun and have things be lighthearted. So noticing what it is that you want from that. Think about the capacity you have for others. That's really, really important. What's the capacity? And then think about what do you need for you? So when you show up as you and let people judge you, not judge you, it's so freeing. Most often, I'm not concerned about people judging me because I've done a lot of personal work on this. I used to be very, very concerned about it. And when I'm really grounded in myself and letting, just truly letting go of other people judging me, there's so much freedom, so much freedom. And then it allows me to do my best work. It allows me to really show up. And then people can see, hey, is this somebody that I like? And I can say, hey, is that somebody I like? And I want to connect with. And I can also see like, oh, we're not going to be a good fit. And this is not something I'm interested in right now. And that's okay. It doesn't mean we don't need to get into the good judgment of good and bad. That's a good person or a bad person. We're just a fit or we're not. And that's all okay. So stop trying to control people's perceptions because my friend, you can't, you can try to approve a whore, but there's a cost to you and you're going to blow up at some point. But perceptions whether people perceive you in a positive light or in a negative light, they're both shame triggers. I just own all of my shit, right? And I can be fierce and I can be loving. I can be too much. I'm all of it. Some people love me. Some people don't love me. It's all okay. So I just have to let go. What do people think? Because I can get entangled. And even to this day, there's sometimes I can get so entangled. And all it does is it just, I get this inner gladiator inside my stomach drops. It's just not fun. And the best version of me doesn't show up. So let people judge you. And then this will also give you information because if they're judging you, you know, like for instance, for me in the summertime, often there's no makeup. My hair isn't done. I'm wearing some sort of a monster t-shirt and I'm in either shorts or my skorts and I've got a baseball cap on and my, my arm sleeves or my neck thing, my neck buff on to protect myself from the sun. And it's just what it is. Like I just own it. I don't worry about it. Some people can think I'm foolish or that's all okay. I need to protect my skin. I've been out in the sun for a long, long time. I'm not interested in putting on makeup before I go out on a pool deck that's going to be a hundred degrees. I just let that go. And if people judge me for that and think, oh, well, you're not getting dressed up, you know, you're not being respectful to me. That's not, has nothing to do with them. One of the beautiful things was one of my good friends taught me because she's very stylish, very hip, you know, and we used to meet at this little cafe or this little Crateville place. 
And we, on Friday nights, we would sit outside and I think it was a lot of summer Friday nights too. We'd sit outside. I come off the pool deck, you know, kind of drenched and nice and sticky from just being on the pool deck. And I had my baseball hat on and basically what I just told you, cause I, I don't really change my outfit that much or with the clothing, my clothing uniform, I guess. And she'd be decked out in her cute little way. And maybe she judged me. I don't think so. She and I've talked about it forever. But I just showed up as me. And like, if I thought, oh, no, I have to go home and get dressed for this event, you know, to go sit outside and have dinner with her, then I wouldn't have done it. I didn't have the capacity to go home and spend an hour and then come back. I was literally coming off the pool deck, going three blocks over and meeting up. And I, that was always such a great gift to me. And I've always loved that, like accepting me for me. And then she can be who she is and wants to be in her awesome stylish clothes. And we're all good because for us, it wasn't about the clothes. It was about the connection and the conversations. And I love that. So when you can stop letting, trying to control perceptions, it gives you freedom and you don't have to become wary or armor up or defend or prove a whore. And it's so funny because this friend that I'm talking about, I knew her for years before and I had this judgment like, oh, she's one of those cool kids. She'd never want to be friends with me and get into that real judgmental place because she dresses a certain way. And again, shorts and t-shirts because I'm on the pool deck. But what I found is that when I let that go and I wasn't armoring up because judgment is a form of armor when we judge other people and we allow people to show up, now connection can occur. And again, but you may say, but Corinne, I've been trying to have connection. Remember, not a lot of people have capacity for connection. And like a friend of mine told me recently, we were supposed to talk one weekend and I had texted her. I think it was over 4th of July weekend. She lives in a different time zone. And I said, Hey, what time can you talk? And then she never got back to me. And we spoke when I was driving down for the Hugh Jackman concert. And she said, I was just in a really bad place. And the beautiful thing about all of that was I, when she didn't respond back to me, I didn't sit there and go, Oh, she doesn't like me. She doesn't want to be my friend anymore. How often do you do that when you don't get a response back? And it was beautiful because she shared with me, she was not in a place to talk. And she's like, you know, I really wish I let you know I was in a bad place instead of just not responding. And so I've learned a bit more about her. And the beautiful thing is I didn't take it personally myself. And we're able to circle back and have that conversation. So stop trying to control other people's perceptions about you. Also, when you worry about what other people are thinking, you're using up all that precious brain juice and energy you have. And then what's left of you? Like one of my clients this week, she was like talking about how she was really judging herself about how she was interacting with her family members. And one of her go-to strategies is just to disconnect and hide away and not engage. But here's the problem. What she really wants is connection and love. So she has to be willing to be brave and show up. So she has to stop worrying about what other people think because that's draining and makes her want to hide away or the best self doesn't come. And instead, just be who she is. There's so much more freedom. And give yourself permission that it's okay. We do want connection and love. And everybody's capacity for connection and love is very, very different. I like to connect with lots of people and my husband's like, not so much. <laughs> You know, he really likes our family, but then about, he's also out in the world throughout the day and he has a lot of athletes, but so know what's important to you and don't think you should be like other people. Like if I were to be like him, I'd be a hermit. I'd be really miserable. 
But for him, he thinks it's great. When I went to Italy, I was by myself for a couple of days. And before that, I said to him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm going to be by myself for like 48 hours. And he's like, what's the problem? I'm like, who am I going to talk to besides myself? And for him, he's like, I would be happy to be by myself for weeks on end. That would not be my case. Absolutely not. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with me or with him. We just have our different preferences. So now it's your turn. I want you to go test this out for yourself. Start noticing what you like about those in your life. What do you like about them? Why do you like them? Do they validate your beliefs about how the world should be about, oh, this is what, how I believe the world is and they validate it. So people who really like me love me because one of the reasons is that I believe that we get to create who we want to become. That talent isn't born. It's something that's grown, you know, that we are always evolving. So people who really like that and want to believe that they really like that about me. Now, people who believe that we can't change as adults do not like me because that's what I believe. And that's okay. It's about their belief system. It's not about me. So whether they're gathering you for evidence to support their belief, or you are now evidence that makes their belief contrary, that's where it creates the problems. So let other people like or not like you. It's all okay. Because my friend, it's frankly not your business. Show up as you love yourself. That is your job to do. Know that you are worthy of love and connection and belonging. And if you ever doubt you have a place to belong, my friend, you belong here and you have a place here. Now I have two things for you to do. One is sign up for my September workshop. There's a link in the show notes And this is a virtual workshop. You're not coming to Davis. It's a virtual workshop. That means that you will be dialing in, connecting. There's a link and you come in on the computer. We all look like the Brady Bunch. For those of you that remember the Brady Bunch, we all have like a little box. It's so much fun. And those of you who may think, well, can really virtual coaching be effective? Yes, it's highly, highly effective. And you may say, okay, but group coaching, hmm, group coaching is powerful, my friend. And it can be beneficial, especially for those of you that may be newbies, because you can see other people's blind spots. And then that can help you alleviate some of your own perceptual blindness, because you'll see their blind spots. And then if you can come at it from a place of curiosity with yourself, you can start seeing your own blind spots like, oh, I struggle seeing this, but here I can see it. And then the other reason... (laughs) And group coaching is so awesome is that you have like factual evidence. You see like you go, oh, I'm really not alone. So this workshop, it is life transforming because you're going to learn, really learn how the stories that you tell yourself create your pain and suffering and how to reframe it, not by blowing smoke, not by making things up, but reframe it and tell yourself the truth. And so you can feel better. So the link to that is in the show notes. The other thing to do, and I'm breaking all the rules right now. The other thing to do is it's time for you, my friend, to leave a review for the show. I want to hear what do you love about this podcast? What are your favorite learnings? Or you can even write, why do you recommend somebody else give their valuable time to the show? Give yourself 120 seconds, 120 seconds. That's two minutes to do this. Don't overthink it. Don't think, Oh, I have to write it perfectly, right? We can all get it our own way. And I know that's happening. Just go and write a review for the show. It helps the show. It helps other people go, Hmm, 
This is some interesting feedback about what's important to them. And if what you write makes them, helps them gravitate towards the show, that's awesome. Or maybe what you write goes, oh, they're like, this is not for me. And they go find a better show for them. Awesome. All right, my friend, until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know, what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep in that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box.